What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Hey, everybody. Good morning. You are listening to Say Yes to Spirit. Say yes to spirit. That's what I'm doing today. And obviously, you're listening in, so you've chosen to do that today as well. Whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to this by recording, right now is the perfect time to say yes to spirit. Okay, like the show could end now. That 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 serves the entire purpose of the show, to remind each one of us that it is always our choice. It is always a choice that's available to us to say yes to spirit. And when Leslie and I started the show four-plus years ago, it came from a conversation that really was about saying yes to spirit, saying yes to the unknown, knowing that it was always working toward our best and highest good, saying yes to an idea, saying yes to being led by this um, energy of expanding to be something different or new in the world, say yes to spirit. And so every week we have a theme, and if you were looking online and you're listening live, you probably noticed that there was no theme listed for this week. And that happens every now and then where there's no theme listed. And um, we were just trying to decide between whether the theme should be soul or lead or trust, or faith, and we are going to decide in this very moment (laughs) what the theme for today is going to be. And if that's not saying yes to spirit, (laughs) I don't know what is. I like soul. All right. Well, we are going to focus (laughs) on soul. So, as our theme for show number 204, uh-huh. in Say Yes to Spirit. And now that we have a theme, we can connect <laughs> the dots. So we always try to connect the dots with our most recent theme, between our most recent theme and our theme for today. And our most recent theme was The Veil, and uh, today's theme is Soul. So you hear the Connect the Dots music in the background. Otherwise known as Leslie's theme song. Well, yeah, that too. You know how they have theme songs when people, you know, come out like on stage. I like having theme songs. And you know why I love Connect the Dots so much? Because to me, Connect the Dots is about having that golden thread, people call it, or you know that thread for everything that is odd. So everything's connected. So I like that idea of connecting the dots. I just had to kind of throw value into my little favorite thing. Okay. If there's deep value to it. So I I hope that gives you time to think. (laughs) No, the veil and the soul, that's a nice connected dots, actually, because when we think about the veil that we now know know no longer exists after hearing all the Tracy Brown wisdom last week, the idea that uh, I had this sense of a separation, which, of course, we know there is no separation. I know that. So there is no separation between the soul and me, because I think, in a way, I do think somehow that the veil separated me from my soul. So now that I know there's no veil, I can be more aware of my oneness with my soul. So maybe we should pick something else. So maybe that's just that. <laughs> no, but I am very interested in the soul. And I'm very interested in the soul for a couple of different reasons that I'll talk about later in the show. After the break. So we'll take a little break. 
please don't go away. Stay with us on Say Yes to Spirit. Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, and our theme today is soul, soul. And I'm a little distracted because as I was saying that, of course, our theme today is soul, and I thought of soul train. (laughs) That's very cute. And then right after that, I thought about, oh, yeah, in August, First of 2014, the new movie about James Brown, and oh. and you know you got soul. So it's like, all right, we we're talking about soul in the context of say yes to spirit <laughs> and the the images and the things that jumped into my mind were about soul, like R&B soul. So this is going to be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> you know, when you say that, I mean, you have to, we have to know and recognize that music is a powerful uh, connector to spirit. Music is a connector to soul. The rhythm and the beat of the music, um, you know, listening to different kinds of music certainly connects me to the truth, I, I, I am absolutely, um, you know, my mood can be affected, my thinking can be affected by music, and isn't that a wonderful thing to realize that music does connect us to the soul and uh, and how wonderful. You know, there's that song, Happy, that has been recently um, kind of become a thing, and I heard the interview that Oprah did with this gentleman who did that song, and he talked about, I guess he's been a rapper for a long time, and he talked about how his spiritual journey has led him to a place where he could write that song and mm-hmm. have that rhythm, that beat come to him, and that he clearly said he wouldn't have been able to do that in the past, and that it was his own personal kind of growth that allowed him to get to a place where he could write this kind of music that would have that kind of impact on people's lives. I wow. thought that was interesting. Because I guess that is true. You know, writers write and, you know, musicians write music and, and we reflect kind of where we are through our creative outlet. And if we're seeped, steeped, steeped in a, a spirit way of life, then that would, of course, come through our creative um, our creative ventures. Well, uh, yeah, if we're if we're steeped in our spiritual true, that comes across in everything. Oh, we does do. it even like standing in line at the Seven Eleven? Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> As you often say, the real test is how do I act when how do I react when someone cuts me off in traffic. That is my thermometer. That is my thermometer. But I have nothing against writing a song that makes a gazillion million dollars. <laughs> I, 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 I raise my hand. I'll that, sign that up would for keep that. You into, yeah, right, right, right. But it is an interesting concept, this idea of soul being who I am and who I am being expressed through, um, you know, the daily mundane things. Um I got an email yesterday that I thought was very interesting, and I, 
I shouldn't really probably even speak about it because I don't know enough about it, but, you know, that has never stopped me really ultimately to make assessments and thoughts and I guess some people would say judgments on things. But I got this email about this concept of Christening. Christening. Have you ever heard of that? Christening. And basically what I get from it is it's a new kind of term for a very old thing, which you know, I think is fabulous because if you can come up with a new word, then you can, you know, sell it and market it and make, make it your own, which I want, right? I want my own language, my own following. But um, it, it, it is creating this kind of mystical experience of understanding that Jesus wasn't like a one-time-off kind of thing, that we're all have Jesus within, Buddha within, and this, you know, mystical path that I am on. That As I read the email, I'm like, well, that's just walking a mystic path, basically, but it's a new term, and it, it, it has to do with understanding the Christ within and, you know, expressing that and being that and, and not even, you know, having this illusion of this human experience. And so when I think about the soul, I think of that as Christ within, Am I wrong about that? Is that how you would interpret the soul, the spirit, the divine, the spark within that goes on, that, you know, lives beyond me, that is not of human form? Can we agree that that is the definition? That we would use if we, today? If we had to have a language for the, what the word soul meant, that it would be this spark of the divine that's in within, within each of us, the truth of who we are, is that our soul? I'm tracking with you for now. <laughs> it depends on where you go with it. Well, and then the idea would be then to, you know, have that be the thing that is expressed. And what's interesting is the other topics that you threw out in terms of lead. So my hope would be that I would lead with my soul, that I would, you know, that that would be the thing that I would lead with trust, that I would have trust and faith, faith, that I would have trust and faith and lead with my soul. So they kind of all come together in this concept of soul in terms of um, living a life that is, consistently and consciously. And I guess what brought my mind to this email yesterday, it talked about how through Christening, (laughs) anyway, it's a funny term, Um, it makes the mundane divine. It makes the simple meaningful. You know, there's no such thing as just, you know, washing the tub. You know, it becomes, if I'm doing it through Christening, (laughs) and I'm washing the tub and I'm aware of my you know, the, the old kind of um, mindfulness kind of thing, being present to the truth at all times, regardless of what my activity is, it's all spirit. Okay, so I I have just went seen off on the... this article or this email, but I'm compelled to ask this question. <laughs> yes, now that I'm an expert on it, I, I'll answer it. <laughs> well, no, so, so long-term practice of christening a baby. Like ah, in, in, see, that's know, the word that into, comes to mind, christening, yes. Christening. And so are they spelling it the same way as christening, or are they say it, spelling it as Christ, like hyphen something? I think, and I could really be wrong on this, I think it's just Christ, I-N-G, Christing. Ah, okay. And so... Um, I, I'm not familiar with this, and that's good. <laughs> but um, but it, it, makes, it makes sense. I mean, we talk often about honoring the Christ consciousness within. Right. That the Christ consciousness, the same consciousness that Jesus had mm-hmm. is within right. each one of us. That's that's exactly what they're saying. Right. So the consciousness of Christ is the same consciousness of Tracy. Right. Simply, I may not tap into it or I may not allow it to lead in my day-to-day actions, um, and I instead get distracted by or follow my human consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so that creates a dissonance, or that creates the life that I live right now, this moment. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good, are we, Trace? <laughs> Full of the separation? <laughs> and when you say that that Christ within would be the soul, then, is that the idea? 
Well, that's really interesting because, you know, I hosted a week-long tele-summit called Let Your Soul Lead. Oh, wow. And all throughout that entire week, you know, different people, I had nine different presenters and mm. um, and different people talking about the soul, yeah. we invariably would get into this conversation about what is the soul and how do we define it. And I don't think I have, you know, just one favorite, but the one thing that was consistent was that it's not like we really expand our soul uh, Reverend Trish Hall used the word illimitable. It is without limit. I like making up words. I like it. And so it is with the soul is without limit. So, right. so even to think about the spark of it being, and it's almost like it is limitless. And then I tap into it. It's the jet stream. Yeah, I could go there with I could go there with it. And so it's a I well maybe it's a both hands. So it's like my soul is limitless, but I only use that part of it that I choose to access or that I'm comfortable with or that I'm familiar with. So it's not that my soul expands, but I the me mm-hmm. expands, the li- lowercase i, mm-hmm. the Tracy human me expands mm-hmm. when I let soul lead to use and to access and then use more of it, more of the soul. You know, and as I said, it's a gesture. I thought, well, I wonder if I really believe that too. But yes, as you're saying, it it is all there is, yet it is expressing individualized as me, right? That's a familiar term. So that there's the soul of the one, there's the soul of the divine, which would be the jet stream, would be the allness. The allness, right. And I am made of that. And so if I'm made of that, then I have the, you know, I, I'm limitless in my, <laughs> I, I'm limitless in my ability to create and to be. And I'm doing that 40-day meditation. I would like to say that 40-day abundance meditation. I would like to say that I am on day 13. And I think last week I reported that I was sort of bitter and resentful and just hating it, right? But doing it anyway. I'm doing it anyway, by golly. And, um, and in the last few days, last two or three days, I've been just sort of not in total resistance and hating it, but just, you know, looking at the pretty trees and petting the cat, you know, not having really any kind of emotion to it, not really focusing on it, but not resisting it. So I think, this is interesting. (laughs) We're moving in a direction where I'm not kicking and screaming. And I'm now just saying, oh, okay, fine, whatever, that whole consciousness thing. But I did write in my note this morning after the time that I, you know what's so funny, when I have these moments, I'm like, you know, how many times do I have to re-remember this? I wrote in my note, and you will laugh out loud, oh, it's really all about just shifting my consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> see? See, I did? Well, but and what's bad is after you said you were laughing out loud, I was like, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh just because she expects me to laugh. But yes. That is just too perfect, isn't it? I literally wrote that sentence. Oh, it's all about shifting my consciousness. It has nothing to do with money. <laughs> like, wow. That's, that is, you that's go, hilarious. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yes, yes, yes. So, so you know, also that, that John Randolph Price 40-Day Abundance Series is it's basically 10 mm-hmm. affirmations, mm-hmm. and then you repeat the sequence four times mm-hmm. to make 40 days. So it makes sense. Last time we talked about this, you were on day six. Yes. And so, yeah, the resistance was there. Day 10, you finish one cycle. Day 11, you started the next oh, cycle. Right. Less resistance being Interesting. In it. Look at that. Day 21, when you start the third cycle. Oh. Yeah. You're, you more than likely, not... Absolutely, but more than likely will begin to shift into 
how good it is, and then in the last 10 days, you'll probably be, like, these affirmations, these um, statements are so, are my friends. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, and I think that's so true. I was talking to someone this morning in terms of trying to put together a daily practice, and her frustration was that, you know, her mind goes around, she doesn't, and I say, it doesn't matter what happens in those 10 minutes, the magic comes in devoting those 10 minutes in the morning to that. It becomes its own thing. You don't have to do anything during that. You just have to sit yourself down and be still for 10 minutes, for 10 minutes and the rest is sort of a guarantee. And that would be a, a shift in consciousness, I suppose, as they say. Yes, it would be. That would be a good example of a shift. <laughs> and then I immediately thought, I wonder if Donald Trump had a shift in consciousness before he made all his money. But then, you know. But, you know, he made, all, he, he made a whole lot of money, but would you really want his life? Would I want to be, I wouldn't want his hair. <laughs> that was a terrible thing I was going to say. terrible. But, I mean, you know, he, I, I don't. I'd rather have a shift in consciousness and be poor. Is that what you were about to say? <laughs> no, I wasn't about to say that. I'd rather have a fraction mm-hmm. of his money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. enough money to be comfortable, but not a quote-unquote tycoon, if it meant that I would have all the confusion and all of mm-hmm. the um, theories of I was going to say failed relationships, but I don't really believe in failed relationships. You know, I believe that you, if you choose to learn and grow, mm-hmm. that people come into your life and sometimes leave. But the way that it shows up in his life, at least the way it's presented, it feels like failed relationships, like he makes the same mistakes over from the external view. <laughs> now, I admit, he could, you know, have been receiving great insights from each one of his marriages and all of that that I'm not aware of because I don't really know him personally. So there is that kind of disclaimer. But from the public image and from the, that he promotes, mm-hmm. which may be part of the business savvy. Creating his own language. Uh, right. And the shows that he produces. It's like, yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, we could, even even thinking about your beloved Oprah. Mm. I mean, you know, there are, she does a lot that stands for good mm-hmm. with the money and with the fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know that There's I no would, and. <laughs> there's just a period after that. There's, there's a but. <laughs> there's no and. And I just don't know if for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's again, it's, back to, it's not really about the money. You know, I guess if I had that that level of money, um, I would. I fancy that I would. I fantasize that <laughs> I would do a lot of good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it probably just goes with the territory, and not having been at, in that territory, I don't know what the rules of the. What a fascinating electronics are fascinating things. You know, speaking of all my favorite people, Oprah, and that leads us to totally. Um, I love it how you can like whisper his name in reverence. So I don't elicit reverence, shock, and awe. I don't elicit a response from you, but his his transformative moment seems to me to be, as I understand it sort of a recognition because when he had his moment he was he was going to kill himself and his language in his head was I'm going to kill myself which gave him this sort of first time awakening to there's an I and there's I could kill myself which brought up this idea of this duality and then he understood well that's an interesting concept, and somehow out of that, he had that spiritual transformation of understanding that there's sort of this human something he had to take identifies as the ego, and then this spiritual sense of truth or reality, of real reality, right, spiritual reality, and um, that would seem to me to sort of um, beckon the idea that I that I come up with that you know the soul is something 
different than me, but it's really not. And and I have often, you know, the, the bracelets people used to wear, what would Jesus do, and the metaphysics got a hold of it, what would love do, and, you know, all of these kinds of um, ideas of if in every moment, which is exactly why we started this show, of what would my life be like if every moment I stayed in this awareness, if I believed it, and the most fascinating thing also from this conversation I had this morning was, you know, the woman was talking about she came to the understanding that her resistance to sitting every morning for 10 minutes ultimately had to do with this complete commitment she had to self-destruct and be self-failing and to be not successful and to be not happy. And that that, that commitment was really what was drawing all of her attention. And what a huge awareness is that, right? That's right. I mean, if you don't have that awareness first, you can't get out of it into the next phase of being able to make a different choice, right? If I don't understand really what's happening, why my life is self-destructing is because I'm obviously committed to that path. That's familiar. That's what I think I deserve. That's what I, you know, have had. Somebody told me when I was 12 years old. Right. I'd never amount to anything, or I'm always screwing up. And I just want to say right here that you're not committed to that anymore. (laughs) I renounce that in the name of all things holy. In, In those moments where you might forget how skilled and uh, talented you are. You being me, Leslie Loney, or just the universe? You being you, Leslie Oh, okay, very good. You have to recognize and realize Mm. that your skills... Mm. Which one specifically? As a therapist... Ah, those skills, yes. ...make a positive difference in (laughs) a lot of people's lives. You know what's so interesting about that, and, and... and then and I always have a real difficult time taking that in because, and I, I probably have told this story before, but I, it's so very true. When I was young, 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 23, 24, I just got my master's, and I went straight into a treatment center of adolescent, residential treatment center with adolescent addicts. I had never had a drink. I had never seen a drug. I was, you know, like, wow, this is an interesting world. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow, what am I doing? And I was with doing family therapy with parents who were 40s. And I was clear that I had no idea what I was doing. I was clear that none of my training was had any ability to help me. And I didn't, you know, there was no book to read that could tell me what to go into these therapy sessions and do. And then I was a big member of Al-Anon, and I was really into that kind of um, third kingdom thinking in terms of God working through me. And so I would, before every session, I would get on my knees in the bathroom somewhere and I would say, okay, God, you do this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I know you know what this family needs. I know you know what this kid needs. Take over. And I was able to say things and do things that, I mean, it sounds so strange, but I mean, I would hear myself saying things and be like, that was, that was good. <laughs> Where did that go? I don't know. I don't know that. And I still, you know, I don't get on my knees anymore, but I have a ritual in my head before I do any group, before I meet with any person. And I do believe that it is spirit working through me. And I have now, interestingly enough, since I kind of have a strange little practice that I do, I I have dual relationships, which you're never supposed to have as a therapist, but I see people that know me in my life as clients. And this particular person that I work with in the mornings before I do the show is very clear. She'll say to me, you're a different person. <laughs> she said, it's like, really, I know you, and you're not you when you're doing therapy. And I, I get that. So so I do have to, you know, it's kind of like I deflect the attention of it because I do think it's, and I give myself the credit that I've learned how to do that. I've learned how to put myself, quote, unquote, on the shelf and let God flow through me, and fantastic. Isn't that a good thing that I've done? So I'll take that in, but, yeah, it's not me. So every one of our skills and talents are bad expressing. <laughs> yes, if we get out of so When the musician is on the stage playing this amazing music, right. it's God expressing through them. It's, Look at that. It's their talent. Mm-hmm. It's their talent and their skill mm-hmm. and their commitment to practicing it and using mm-hmm. it. 
But, yeah, I mean, think of all the music, because we know a lot of the same musicians mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. and all of them would say exactly what you just said about therapy, mm-hmm. right? That, that was point, yeah. That, yes, I practice this. Mm-hmm. I practice, you know, playing these flutes or the piano or the guitar. Or, yeah, I practice the, singing this song, you know, every day for the last 30 days, knowing I was going to be doing it. I practice being on stage. Mm-hmm. And it flows through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's their, it's the way that God is expressing, and it's their talent. And I wonder how do we get that level? Of, how do I get that level of expression in yeah, my life? Exactly. <laughs> how do I, you know, have a, a life that is not so vastly different that my friend can say, "Oh yeah, you're two different people." <laughs> how do I? kind of merge those two together? That's a really interesting question. <laughs> I mean, and I think about, um, you know, with this theme of soul, if I'm letting my soul lead, which was the, you know, name of the tele-summit, if I'm letting my soul lead, then, yeah, the way I show up mm-hmm. in everyday life right. or at work or right. in crisis, yes, but in calmness as well, mm-hmm. would be reflecting, mm-hmm. expressing, would be reflecting that Christ consciousness. Christing. Yes. I was trying to, <laughs> I was actually trying you to think not of how could I use the word. Uh-huh. No, but I couldn't get the word to work <laughs> in the tense that I was already in. Uh-huh. Yes, I would be Christing. Ugh. I would be reflecting Christ consciousness in the way I talk, in the way that I respond to people, in the way that I introduce things. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, it's a really important thought. Yes. So I'm thinking about next time I'm, you know, at a board meeting, mm-hmm. how could I show up in... You know, we're dealing with quote-unquote real oh, spiritual people. Yeah, but like real issues, like, ah. you know, are there unreal issues? Right. And what's real, the human right. or the spiritual? Yes. Right. Um, but, we're, you know, we're making decisions about budget items or staffing or policies. What would it look like for me to show up guided by a soul. Right. Right. <laughs> what would that look like? Yeah, I mean that's what, I mean I'll be thinking about that and and one and making a commitment to that. So it'll be and I have, you know, some time before now and the next time I'm at a board meeting and so yeah, I'm I'm going to see and see if anybody notices any difference, including me. Will I notice a difference in how I behave, and will other people notice it? Will they feel it? Will Mm -hmm. they see it? Mm -hmm. Is it behavioral, or is it just simply an energetic? And and my guess, if I was going to make a guess, is that that would shift the energy of the whole experience for everyone, whether they knew it or not or understood what was happening. That that the essence the the um, the end result of that particular board meeting would be slightly different. If one person changes, everything changes. That is, I agree with that completely. So that will be a, a delightful the, experiment. Yeah, you have to share that with us. How that a works. Delightful experiment. We shall see. <laughs> Take the light into the darkness and see what happens. Well, and you're right in the context of all it takes is one one shift to shift the all. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I like taking that on. Yeah, some future time I will report. <laughs> How that went. And what's particularly curious is, you know, you're, I think you're speaking of board with, you know, in theory, deeply steeped spiritual people which is kind of the most curious of all things, you know, to bring spirit to into a place that is supposedly deeply steeped with spirit is kind of funny. Maybe just to me. 
Anyway, I had an experience this week that I thought was very interesting that I just must share. Share, please. People have heard me talk on and off probably about Reverend Beatrice, who's my spiritual teacher. And she walks a a Christian mystic path. And um, there's three initiations kind of in the mystic's path. One is baptism, the next is illumination, and the third is I don't know. But um, the... When I was involved in the Christian mystic group in Dallas, when she was in Dallas, I went through the initiation of baptism. And so the next initiation would be illumination. And um, Tracy's looking at me all sort of strange. What are you looking at me all sort of strange for? Now you make me very nervous. <laughs> baptism, illumination. But keep going. I'm illumination. Sure illumination. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> illumination. I'm just- I like light being illuminated. Oh, illumination. I'm sorry, my little accent's going. There you go. Illumination. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad I looked at you funny. It was a Jesus thing. That was a, you know, he had a, that was a. Okay, a, so baptized, baptism, yes. now, and then illumination That's with it. an I. With an I, yes. Thank okay. You. And um, so. When you get through with the baptism, you know, the initial thing is, you, the obvious thing is you're on your way to the eye elimination. And um, so in working with her, there's always kind of been this rub because my day-to-day human experience seems to be so out of control and so dysfunctional um, that she's had this sort of message to me that, you know, I, I've got to get deeper into some sort of spiritual program and get some of my life stuff kind of cleared up to get ready for the illumination, right? So um, I got an email from her in the middle of the week that said, we're just going to move forward with your illumination. The earthly stuff will be okay. And what was Fascinating, and, and one of the things that mystics work with is the light, the idea of the light and being mm-hmm. able to see the light and feel the light, manipulate the light and work with the light. And I've never been able to see the light. And that's been kind of her hesitancy because that's part of the big thing, to be able to see the light, to be able to work with it better. And so she asked one of her teachers, you know, I had the student, blah, 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 can't see the light. And her teacher said, doesn't matter. Can she feel the light? Can she? Yes, yes, all of that, but doesn't see it. Okay, move forward, you can do it. So it kind of gave her permission to go outside of her box. And, um, but what it did for me was reading that email, the next day, what did I see? The light. The light. In the jail, I saw the light. Around people, I saw the light. And what fascinating what I now understand is that I had bought into this concept sadly I love you Reverend Beatrice but I had bought in this concept that I had to fix everything right before I could get this you know prize <laughs> this thing right right and so I was putting the human experience and trying to work really hard to figure out how to fix you know to figure out how to you know keep how that to get ready keep how, that to, how to earn it <laughs> thank you Tracy yeah. pray for me <laughs> And so then suddenly it's like the veil lifted. It's <laughs> like, oh, there is, no there is no separation. I am already, I am already illuminated. Perhaps I don't need the initiation even, which I ultimately know as well. But it's a nice little parlor trick probably. So, but, um, you know, it's a, it was really an interesting moment. And then for me immediately to experience, which I think would probably be kind of this idea of, you know, when I shift my consciousness around finances, I'm expecting, you know, it something to be dropped down the chimney, but, you know, that there'll be sort of, you know, something, when that shift happens, it happens, and I, I tell you, it was, it was like a, I was born again, <laughs> like I was well, born again. Well, and that is true, it's a, that's actually a very apt use of that phrase, that we are born again into the truth of the one, we are born again, we are renewed by spirit, we are mm-hmm. renewed in the spirit, not as not by spirit as a gift or a reward, but we are renewed by our awareness of and acceptance of spirit. Um, yes, reborn. <laughs> Leslie, born How many times again. do we have to be reborn though before we stay reborn? Why do I, yeah, why do I keep going back up into the womb? <laughs> How about if we get reborn, get born again? <laughs> 
into the next phase, <laughs> okay. into the next awareness. Oh, that's better into than... the next mm-hmm. level, if there is such a thing, into the next doorway, hallway. Wow, that's a very cool story. You see the light, Tracy Brown? Can you see light? I don't know. <laughs> I am the light. <laughs> there you go. That's true. You are the light. We how are all you, the light. How do you see the light when you are mm-hmm. the light? Mm-hmm. I am the illumination mm-hmm. incarnate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel I lighter. That. Yes, yes, yes. We all are. We all are. So... What just went through my mind was this idea of soul. If we are being led by our soul, how often people confuse that or collapse it with my purpose. Ah. And soul and purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do they feel like they're the same thing? Parallel, related, my soul wants to express. Is that the same as my purpose is? To any of your uh, interviewees, where, if I wanted to find this, let my soul lead, is it something I could find on the Internet somewhere if I was interested in hearing what other people said about the soul? <clears throat> or did it evaporate afterwards? I don't know how all that works necessarily. Sometimes things stay where I can go back and look at them. Other times they're just a one-time experience. Well, um, letyoursoullead.com. Oh, well, then it must exist. Oh, I really didn't know that. I wasn't just trying to give you some uh, shout-out there. I I thought you might have done something, but I didn't know that. There is something you created, letyoursoullead.com. Yes. You go, Tracy Brown. And it just depends on when you are listening to this recording, whether or not the recordings of the Telesummit are available free of charge or whether there is a cost to download them. Ah, so gotcha. Um, yeah, typically when I do like Telesummits like that, the recordings are free for a while, and then after a certain date, you have to pay to download the recordings. That's a very common thing. I... I, I, I do that when I get those uh, Louise Hay Summit things. You can listen for like yeah. 72 hours for free, and then you have to pay like a buck and a half or something. Right. Or uh, Yeah, and, uh, that is kind of the mode in this day and age of, or you can listen to all of them free, but if you want, you know, for yeah a day or three days or, you know, however long, but then the real goal is to create money a package. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah, to create oh, a package really, yeah. that then you buy the whole thing. Set versus individual ones, ah. and you know, a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, and you get you know the set and the recordings and all of that. And for the telesummits, at least that um, I've been doing lately, you know, my goal really is to get them out there more. And yes, there are some costs related to that that I want to recoup. Right. Um, but I've decided at this point that. I will make individual downloads. So let's say that you went to the site and you just when you read the summary, you were particularly interested in what uh, Mary Smith had to say ah. about this this topic. Synopsis made me yes, right. And you don't really want all nine of them. Fred Smith, not so interesting. <laughs> and so um, so I'm making them available as individual downloads oh, nice. um, at a really, really inexpensive price versus a big package price. That um, was very good of you, Tracy Brown. Now, I'm not saying a year from now I won't. It's going to be thousands of dollars. Right? Exactly but, right. But for the ones that I've been doing lately, um, that's kind of the strategy, just to recoup the cost of uh, the fact that to have them available does actually cost. There is oh, a cost really? of having them mm-hmm. online and ah, you know having the website and having the down having it having the downloads and all of that. So so let your soul lead. Let your soul lead dot com. It was a great series actually. 
Um, you I've had everybody who was anybody except obviously me. But you know, you see me all the week, so you don't you know. <laughs> so did y'all come up with any wisdom about soul versus purpose? Purpose, my soul is my well, purpose. No, it just came that, up a lot. That 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 comes up, and one of the callers, one, you know, somebody who called in, I think, asked that question of. You know, I want to let my soul lead, but I'm not sure of my purpose or something. Mm-hmm. It was just that link mm-hmm. that made me realize, oh, yeah, that we often link those. And I think, you know, if we say that our purpose for being is simply to experience life, mm-hmm. then, yeah, the soul and the purpose are probably one and the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um and but if we think that by paying attention to our soul we're going to know that oh my purpose was to come here and be the next Michelangelo or my you know it's like no cuz he already did that you know he got that when he did that he became that he did what he was supposed to do what's your you know reason for being and I do think what came up a lot in the series was a, a consistency about it. It's not so much that God has a predetermined mm. predestination, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of plan for you, that God says, I'm here to love you and support you in whatever you choose mm-hmm. to be fulfilling mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. That is good and mm-hmm. does not harm others. And so... In that sense, spirit, like the show, the title of our show, right? I say yes to spirit. Spirit says yes to me. Mm-hmm. And and the way that I can tap into my soul for guidance often is simply by, well, of course, spiritual practices, mm-hmm. which we talk about a lot, and simply by listening, by asking, well, hmm, what would be cool to do next? <laughs> yeah, one of the featured guests says that's, this is a paraphrase, but her morning practice this lately, mm-hmm. this year, has been first thing in the morning saying, oh, okay, God, what are we going to do today that's fun and exciting or something like oh, that. I love that, yeah. And, you know, and then just, sitting in that for a while, and sometimes she'll get a specific idea, and other times she just sits in that and then watches through the day. Mm -hmm. So when somebody presents her with an invitation Mm -hmm. or an opportunity or something comes up, to stop and think, is this the new and exciting thing? Is this what soul is wanting to do, what spirit is wanting to do today in me, as me, and through me? Mm -hmm. So a lot of good conversations, and it just made me think about soul, you know, from different levels, from the defining it to the living it. Yeah, and I like what you said. I don't like, but it, well, I like everything you say. That was a terrible sentence to start off that way, wasn't it? And what was interesting to me was when you talked about, um, uh, you know, this idea of predestiny, you know, that we have a destiny that we're supposed to fulfill, and... I'm wondering if anyone talked about, is it Carolyn Mess, Mice, Miss, Mace, Mace, that talks about soul contracts or the idea of soul soup that we have sort of, you know, that the soul does come in with some sort of uh, agreement and some sort of interest in learning certain lessons and that there's some sort of, uh, you know, this process of of people around me being uh, soul friends of mine that we all kind of came in to do certain things and to help each other in certain ways and that the soul knows this and, you know, chose it, um, that's a really, I, I, I tend to believe on that side of things. Did anybody talk about soul contracts? Not at all. Ah, see, why Why did you not have me or Carolyn mess, 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 mess? Mace, Mace, Mace. I think I've heard her pronounce it Mace, even Mace. though it's spelled M-Y-S-S. Nobody talked about soul contracts? Mm-hmm. How could that possibly be? With that, it was... I, I, yeah, I think that's an interesting concept. So that language never came up. Did Did any of us get into the conversation about soul knowing 
having a knowing and a sense of of um, what's possible. I think where that came up, but not in that language, was this idea of choice. Mm. Choice came up over and over again mm-hmm. that we are beings that are always at choice. Mm-hmm. That the um, and once we choose, mm-hmm. the universe supports that, and our soul is is just like constantly looking around, quote unquote, for ways to propel us, as Leslie would say, you know, of of, of showing us the path to the jet stream, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we can be in the jet stream mm-hmm. as it relates to that choice. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, for me, sacred contracts is like that. It's like, okay, I decided when I was still in formless energy Mm -hmm. that I want to have this this human experience and learn to uh, forgive more, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to have this human experience and, um, you know, because I want to experience harmony, Mm -hmm. I've, you know, there, there are some soul friends who said, okay, I, I'll be the example of disharmony so that you can choose mm-hmm. harmony. You have that choice, yeah, right. in the human experience, right. And so, um, but we didn't talk about it. It is interesting now that, yeah, we didn't talk about it from that perspective of sacred contracts. And, and I know as I'm mentally going through the list of presenters, I can say that I know every one of the presenters <laughs> is familiar with right, that Carolyn Mason's sacred contract. I have, I'm sure. It's interesting, isn't it? And I guess my ponder is because I don't believe in predestiny. I don't believe in, you know, that I'm, that I'm destined, to, you know, that I have to do something a certain way. or you know. But I do believe in this idea that there's this, you know, kind of thing that I came in to do or to be. And I guess maybe it's the... The thing that, you know, if I become open and focus on being, that I, you know, get to fulfill it, I don't know that necessarily, wow, that seems disappointing and depressing. If there is an idea that I could just not fulfill it, oh, God, that would be a horrible way to die, wouldn't it? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't fulfill what I set out to do. I didn't to fulfill. Uh, it's possible. What? Oh, okay. You don't think that's possible? It's impossible. Oh, all right. Good to know. Not certain I believe that, but I like that idea. <laughs> you don't so, have to agree. So with I'm you. guaranteed. I would say it's a win. Whatever happens, it's a win. <clears throat> like that idea. Yeah, because there. Well, there's lots we more. Get into there's lots more to come. A win or a loss. There is no loss mm. in having the human experience, and you can't quote unquote die. And but that you know it. it to what level do you learn it? You mm-hmm. learn it and you experience that, which was what you chose. But that that soul choice, mm-hmm. that choice made in the inner, in the formless energetic. Since we don't really remember it mm-hmm. in our physical mm-hmm. human form, human form, um, most of us. It is interesting to think that you're having that experience and that's what you came here to have and how often when, you know, someone's physical life ends, their human life ends, you hear the phrase like, oh, they died too young. Mm -hmm. Or or you'll hear the phrase young or old. I guess he did what he came came here to do. And, you know, somebody who's 13 years old or 17 years old, I guess he did what he came here to do. And, you know, you also hear it with somebody who's 95 years old, long life, and now he's finally finished, you know, what he came here to do. But that's an interesting concept that what looks like someone being killed um, in a tragic way, maybe what they came here to do was to inspire compassion and love in others. Right, that, or that's maybe what they very came in line with the soul contract idea. Mm-hmm. Was to uh, have the experience of bringing a family together mm-hmm. 
And how many times have we seen that happen where family members who don't really talk to each other, don't seem to like each other, don't engage with one another, and then a family member of any age dies and they all come together around that or is horribly disabled in a in an accident mm. and then the family starts working together and being together and you think, Oh, that was such a tragedy and their soul voice is saying, Oh no, it's so beautiful. Look what mm-hmm. look what we've created here. It's interesting because it does <clears throat> there's a therapeutic kind of new, uh, it's probably old, but new again, idea that trauma survivors need to make meaning of the trauma mm-hmm. to be able to make meaning to create, you know, some understanding that there's, there was purpose to that horrible thing happening. And in, 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 a, in a strange way, it's just sort of the same kind of thing, that you know, that... that on the is, human level. Right, on the human mm-hmm. level, we have to sort of, you know, formulize these ideas in a way that can allow us to then use that quote unquote horrible experience and, and make it something. Well, you know, I I actually believe that and, you know, I can't say that I have real scientific um evidence or experience to back this up, but I think that is true on a lot of levels, whether it's trauma survivor or well, I don't know. So here's what went through my mind as you made that point. Remembering that um, I was reading some something that I had written a few years ago this morning, and it was kind of like, um, well, actually, you you'll know about this. It was the one of the assignments when you take the class in Journey is to write your autobiography. Yes, not the eulogy, not the, the obituary. Yes, right. And um, and so I came across mine, and I was reading it. Oh, nice. And it was really interesting because it, it the framework for it was what happened when you were growing up, like mm-hmm. what beliefs or what experience did you have, mm-hmm. and how, like if that was the cause, what's mm-hmm. the effect now? Mm-hmm. How does that play out in your life mm-hmm. now, decades later? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that really jumped out for me is, you know, living, living and growing up in the quote-unquote Civil rights movement, mm, right in the late '60s through the mid '70s, in some ways, and even before that, in some ways, being black in the in America is is you could come out of that with <laughs> post what is post traumatic stress right. disorder. Right. Yes, PTSD, of course, no no doubt about that. So much, you know, yeah, it's like terrorism, yeah but in the name of other, in some <laughs> other name, right? And the, we had the, I was raised in a way that made sense the out meaning of, of it that, yes. from a, especially from a spiritual perspective, not so much, oh, this is your cross to bear. Like no, Jesus no, 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 that's not the meaning, but yes, but that's something special. That to be... Black yes. in America uh-huh. and this time yes. everybody couldn't do that. Yes. I and, actually believe that. Right? Mm-hmm. And so what a gift yes. it is to you so that you can be a gift to the world right. and model something different and demand respect and all blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that soul voice coming mm-hmm. through that mm-hmm. you are not a victim here. Right. Is really I like that soul voice. Now, that's interesting, you know, because I have a lot of people I've talked to lately in terms of, you know, having guides and having, you know, an, an inner voice. We talk about the inner voice, the small, still voice. Yeah. So now we can say soul voice. That could be our new language. We could make up language and we could, you know, have our own little thing. Soul language, soul voice. Let's okay, do it. Okay, well, you heard you it here first. Soulvoice.com. Soul. <laughs> Actually, that would be a great domain. <laughs> All right, so we have no more time to talk about soul today until we meet again. Say Say yes yes to spirit. spirit.
I don't mean to be so uptight, but my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.